intro, you kind of started before. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Ready Fight Podcast. This is, believe it or not, episode 17. Is that, I see that on this sheet here. Is that really actually true? That, that's correct. This is oh, our 17th wow, 17. episode. 17. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. Congratulations. Congratulations to you. It seems like just six, seven months ago we were doing episode one. It was like a year. How many Star Wars movies have come out? Are they actually, like, if you just take actual side Star Wars films and things like that, are they actually up to 17, you think? No. What about, like, um, cartoon movies or stuff like that? Do they have any no. cartoon? There's, yeah. like, <clears throat> two. Do you think they'll get to 17 movies? Oh, yeah. In the next two years? No. Because they're going on that reprieve. Oh, yeah. All right. Where they're, like, after this, there's not going to be any Star Wars for two years. Well, anyway, it's our episode 17. Episode 17. Thank you for listening in. Today we've got some good stuff to talk about. We both saw Dark Phoenix, Uh John Wick. Uh, Good stuff is a very royal term you're using (laughs) for some of these movies. (laughs) Well, we'll discuss in depth some of those movies. You saw a couple ones that I missed. Um, But I was paying a lot of attention to all things E3. Pretty good good E3, all things considering, especially Sony wasn't there. They were MIA. Um, And I actually thought it was really good for what the uh, the trade shows offered. It's not over yet, is it? No, it's still yeah. going. I think either today was the last day or I think, I think maybe Thursday. tomorrow is. Yeah. So we'll talk about that too. A lot of good stuff coming out of that. Great. Um, but let's hit the news. All right. Well, I know you're a huge Sonic fan. You love all things Sonic. Sega. You talked about it on Did our first like episode. It's, they, <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> I can't make That's like my best coin sound. <laughs> Sega. Well, that was great. Um, but yeah, I, we, we've been not talking about Sonic, um, ever since the, the backlash with the posters and then the trailer came out and then the petitions and then, uh, yeah, just back to the drawing board. We thought we, as in me, thought (laughs) I would, uh, see what you felt about this whole uh, debacle of sonic mania um well i guess if you're a big sonic fan like the movie itself is just strange, like you right well i'm not a massive sonic i just thought growing up i had a sega genesis as opposed to a nintendo for a long time and you know my mario at first was sonic you know so right um <clears throat> there wasn't until like my i played I, I can remember playing early mario games and having a lot of fun with super mario bros 3 and super mario world and stuff like that but I didn't start to get Mario crazy until Mario 64, you know? So, but anyway, um, the Sonic movie is a strange thing, right? It's, uh, it seems like if you're going to do a movie, why not do like a cool animated, you know, CG, CGI? Well, that's what it is. I mean, like the whole thing. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he obviously looks very strange um, to the point of where now what I do think is cool is they're listening to fans. The backlash was so intense um that now they're redesigning him right so that's actually pretty cool that they're doing that um so i'm gonna cut you off here um the the big speculation is that it was intentional like they were they released this to see you know test the water uh, see how everybody felt about it and if there was enough social outcry they're like all right well then we're gonna you know kind of remap this and no such thing as bad press right right Huh, that's interesting. And then, you know, they would come out as the heroes that listen to their fans and do something about it. 
Well, that's that's part, a lot of speculation. That's part of the game. If if they do, that's more credit to them. That's a very <laughs> intense, Diabolical. intensely thought plan. And it's weird that executives would sit in a room and be like, "Yes, let's try that." Right. Um. But you know, so th- I'm not saying I necessarily believe in that. I'm just saying there. I, I heard something on. Something yeah, on the it's, web it's about it. well. I mean, you know, who knows in the in the age of social media? But the uh, Sonic the trailer itself looked okay. Um. You know, Jim Jim Carrey is Eggman, <laughs> Doctor Robotnik, whatever you want to call him, uh, was pretty strange. Even even at the end, when he kind of looked like how he was supposed to look, right? right. <clears throat> um, however, that being said, am I going to go see it? Probably. I just go check it out, <laughs> and we'll see what happens. You know, I don't know. Um, You're saying this with an ambivalent look on your face. Well, it's just whatever. I mean, <clears throat> hey, I think we both. Uh, saw a movie this past week that's probably going to be worse than yes. <laughs> the Sonic movie. So, <laughs> but that's foreshadowing, right? <clears throat> anyway, tell us what you thought of the Sonic trailer. Uh it was a little unsettling. The look of it, like the human teeth. Uh, yeah, he does just. He just looks like a, it's. I mean, it just looks a little. Weird. It's a word or a term that gets thrown around a lot, but the Uncanny Valley kind of hits hard with this. Where it's, you know... <clears throat> I don't like his long blue legs. The anthropomorphic dehumanization dichotomy. I just don't... Uh, he's just... Um, <laughs> he just he just looks weird, you know? Right. Everyone, everyone knows it, so yeah. it's... it's Yeah, it, I mean... Uh, I, I just don't understand why they didn't, uh, you know, cartoonize it more. Make it look more, you know, like how Detective Pikachu looks. I think if they would have... Yeah, if they would have made him just look like they did in the... Whatever the game, what cartoons, what channel was it? CW or right, whatever channel the old Sonic, you know, where he was like a really aggressively drawn, sharp lines, right. lots of attitude. You know, that'd been super cool. So, I didn't see a single chili dog <laughs> in this trailer, no chili dog, which is no. kind of disheartening. We'll see what happens, uh, when, when he comes back, when they, yeah, release his look, so. right. So you're pumped for it. You can't wait. You have that Sonic tattoo on your leg that's five, finally yep. going to be... Uh, five rock bottoms. Right. Or ten rock bottoms, I should say. Twenty. We might have to raise the scale. Raise a scale. <laughs> All right. So that's Sonic. Anything else you want to add to that? Uh, it got pushed back till, I think, March. Okay. So, yeah. We'll see what... We'll see the next trailer. We'll cover that on, like. I'm going to guess, episode 24. Well, I mean, if we just keep on doing this monthly... <laughs> 24 oh that might could be a close yeah. uh, uh fantastic four film yeah you talk about this the one. there's uh the word on the the internet again is uh marvel wants to have a fantastic four film by 2022 okay which is you know the first film coming over years how are they going to introduce the fantastic probably four? i think it's too long of a wait but they would i mean black panther 2 I mean, it seems like a good opening, just from the little that I know, uh, is this multiverse line that's being thrown around in yeah. it's Far From Home. Right. Just by, we'll see. We'll see if that's actually true. <clears throat> Everyone's talking about the ultimate, or, you know, in the ultimate universe. Right. That's where Miles Morales comes from. Right. Um, and if I remember correctly, there's a comic book... Uh, Mm-hmm. Which is the first time that Peter Parker and Miles Morales meet, right? And the universes kind of get mixed together by something that Mysterio does, if I remember reading it correctly. I know, I think of Bendis and I forget. I want to say it's the Sarah 
Pachelia. I'm probably butchering this at the do the art and, and the writing, uh, but it was really cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm almost positive Mysterio is the reason they come together. So um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe you know. However they do it, it's it's going to be a slow burn, right? Um, and if they well, start the, now, it's in the comics because that's how Black Panther was introduced via Fantastic Four. Yeah, he's a Fantastic Four person, right? So. Who knows? <clears throat> Who would you like to see cast as the Fantastic Four? Uh, I'm with the internet on the whole uh, Emily Blunt and... Oh, Emily Blunt. Okay. Uh, the guy from The Office. What's his name? Oh, Krasinski. Yeah, oh, John yeah, Krasinski. That would be cool. Yep. Um, be cool. They want good actors to look the part. Uh, somebody was saying that The uh, Rock is being looked at for... Ben Grimm? Yeah. Because because he's the Rock and he kind of is made of a bunch. Somebody that's gonna be weird, um, especially with him doing Black Adam. You know? Right. I mean, come on, you can find somebody else. There's a lot of actors, a and it's gonna be a CGI. And does he really have to yeah. be like a huge? Right. I mean, strong guy. I guess. Right. I don't know. We'll it doesn't see. matter. Yeah. But no, I like I like Krasinski and Emily Blunt. That right. sounds cool. Um, I don't know for Human Torch. Let's see. Let's see who could Human Torch be. How about uh, Robert Pattinson? He's not doing anything these days, is he? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> hey <laughs> So um, that's actually some other big news we could talk about. Oh, yeah, now. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Batterson. Well, it's Batfleck. So. Batbert. Batbert. What? <laughs> Robert Batbert. <laughs> Batbert. Um, Nailed it. So uh, it, rumors had been circulating for a while that Nicholas Holt, right? Yeah. And Robert Pattinson were in the mix for uh, the next Batman film. Um, Robert Pattinson has won that competition. So right, officially. That is your next Bruce Wayne, your next Batman. Uh, rumor is that the early rumors would say that uh, Batman film is going to have Penguin, mm-hmm. I think Riddler. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like the original <laughs> rogues gallery of okay. Batman villains. So... I would love to see a Mr. Freeze, like a cool Mr. Freeze like they did in the animated series. Like they did in um, Batman and Robin. Right. No, (laughs) not Schwarzenegger. Um, Yeah, no, that would be cool. Um, Like the Batman Beyond version when Mr. Freeze came back, that was like the coolest Batman Beyond I don't remember Batman. Phantasm? Yes, they're bringing that character to the comics. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. The Uh, chick? Well, it just said there was an ad for it or like a poster. What was her name? And it said something like, get ready for her or something. But um, Andrea, I think. I was just reading that today. Andrea Beaufont? I don't remember. That actually sounds very close. Um, But my guess is because that character is not in uh, the DC universe, that there's going to be a different... It sounds like it... They're already committing to it to be a female, um, but I guess we'll find out who that's going to be um, right in the pages of Batman and Catwoman, I believe, as the comic book. So, is that um, the one where they got married, kind of married? No, that was the main Batman. Well, if you don't count Detective Comics, right? Um, that was like kind of the main Batman story um, or comic. Is that the one where they showed uh, Batman's penis? No, that was um, what was that called? The Batawang. Oh, I, what was that called? I have that. Batman. Well, you didn't laugh at that, but I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> um, I'm looking for too many things. I'm all disheveled. Uh, 
I want to say it's like Batman Black, but I know that's not right. Um, I had that. I was really excited to um, have that one where he goes full frontal because I'm like, ah, oh, it's going to be worth so much money. and Yeah, you want to see a full frontal. I just want to see some full Bruce frontal. Wayne. Yep, some full frontal Bruce. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't think it's actually worth that much. Uh, all right, hold on. I got here. Andrea Beaumont. Andrea Beaumont. Yeah, I was close. So this article I'm reading says some other ones could be Claire Clover, who is Gotham Girl. Um, mm. For reading the comics, you'll know who that mm. is. Holly Robinson. I can't say it. I know her. I'm not huge into uh, huge history of Batman, I guess. And then some guy named Judson Caspian, who played a villain called the Reaper in DC Comics, this article says is a long shot to, Interesting. to be villain. But this is just all speculation. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Anywho, Robert Pattinson's your Batman. I think the movie's called The Batman, I believe. Or yeah. The Batman. I think it's going to be cool. Um, uh, hopefully it's not like a year one story. It's like, move away from the origin stuff of Batman. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what you do. I just want it to be cool. Um, I don't have a problem. Do you, What do you think about the casting? Yeah, fine. Yeah, I think I, I will say that I can't... <laughs> trying to think if what movies I've seen him in lately... Well, what I do know is that the movies he's done, like, largely stayed on the independent circuit, kind of. Like, yeah. And I can't say that I've seen many of them, but I do kind of, like, pay attention to the reviews and stuff. And it always says, um, like, I always see that his movies are supposed to be, like, mm-hmm. really, um, really good. I watched an so. Australian one with him and uh, Guy Pierce. It was really good. I can't remember the name oh, of it. Okay. I think I kind of remember. It's kind of a dystopian future. Oh, not dystopian. Apocalypse future. All right. <clears throat> I'll look that up. Uh, yeah, okay, going along with DC, uh, Swamp Thing, and so we weren't going to talk about this, but we're going to talk about it. Swamp Thing has been canceled uh, after, after one episode. One episode but, it's still but they're going to release, yeah. 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 Um, the Rover. The Rover, yeah. It's a pretty good movie. Anyway, Swamp Thing. Um, I was huge into Swamp Thing as a kid. I had all the toys, watched the animated series uh, religiously. Um, yeah, so I was excited. I don't have DC broadcasting service or streaming service. I do not. Uh, but I was thinking either. about maybe just getting it to watch that, but not anymore. Well, and yeah, it was, I mean, uh, was and it was getting, I think it was getting like early, um, early kind of reaction was that it was like good. It was supposed to be pretty good. And he looked I mean, I just saw like right. the trailers. He looked really cool. Yeah. Well, it's uh, James Wong, if I'm not mistaken. Is that the, the horror, horror guy? dude? Yeah. yeah. Um, so my only experience, other than like the basic, you know, just general uh, knowing of Swamp Thing and just kind of, you know, when he's integrated in any sort of, because for as far as what I read in DC Comics, it's mm-hmm. just like Batman and any sort of big event, you know. Right. So if Swamp Thing is in a big event. Um, but I haven't been, the thing is I haven't been reading DC for that long, but my biggest thing is, and spoiler alert, I guess, um, at the end of, there was, I believe it was the blackest night storyline mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Um, Swamp Thing had like a huge role in that. So, um, he, how did that go? Showed his wiener. 
<laughs> he showed his. And you bought and that was, copy because you like, wanted. I, I you thought it was going to be worth money. The, yeah, all the DC <laughs> Wiener comics. I have a huge basement with just thousands of DC Wieners. What is um? <sighs> this episode's definitely going to be rated E. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how that. Uh, Swamp Thing is like he he has the white power battery or something. I want to say. He's a big, he's a very important part into either Blackest Night or Brightest Day. I can't remember. Anyway, that's my, that's my, um, kind of, uh, I don't know what you'd say. That's my experience, I guess, or, uh, all the familiarity I have with Swamp Thing. I'm not, mm-hmm. I never read a lot of Swamp Thing comics or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, either did I. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, he's always seemed like a cool, oh, I should take that back. Plus, I play Injustice. Mm-hmm. He's pretty badass in there. Yep. So, um, but I did want to see, you know, right? Just run out of money for all these Strip goddamn services. TV subscriptions. <laughs> yeah. So the, I wasn't going to buy a DC one, um, right? But I was excited to uh, check that out at some point in time. So. Well, did you hear that Warner Brothers is coming out with their own streaming service now? I did not. Which is like, okay, who's going to have the rights to DC? Is it going to be a package then? Do you get both of them? Yeah, I just don't. Because uh, Warner Brothers has the distributing rights for DC, obviously. I just, I think for I'm going to be sticking with DirecTV for a while for my sports and Netflix and I get Hulu free from Sprint or something like that. So yeah. I just don't have, I'm sure I can convince my wife to buy uh, Disney, the Disney one, because she's gonna want to see all the Disney movies, right? And then I can watch my Disney shows on there. But we'll mm-hmm. see. So, um, but yes, yep. All right. So Anything no else? Thing. Nope. All right. Cool. So movies. Have you you you've only seen the one movie out of the list I sent you? We I saw John Wick. And oh, you saw John Wick. What did you Phoenix. think of John Wick? Well, how about you go through the ones that you just saw first? Oh, well, I saw John Wick, Aladdin, Godzilla. Go through Aladdin and Godzilla. What did you think of um, Aladdin was surprisingly good. Okay. Um, I was worried about Will Smith. He's Will cool? Smith being not cool, but he was cool. He was cool. Uh, it was really good because I was I was thinking that you know it was going to pay homage to the animated movie, which I'm assuming you've seen. Yes. Uh, I've even seen Return of Jafar. Ooh, a little <laughs> bit of an Aladdin fan. Yep. <laughs> did you see the third one? No. What's uh, that one? Uh, King of Thieves, something like that. Oh, okay. Prince Maybe of I Thieves. Have. I don't know. Something. If I did, it's been decades and decades. Right. Um. Uh, well, I know your favorite Disney movie, uh, animated movies, uh, The Hound, The Fox and the Hound. Yeah, I would say. Right. Or I like, well, it's not animated, but I like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a Disney movie? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, yeah, it is. Hmm. Yep. Is Treasure Planet a Disney movie? Uh, I don't even know what that one is. Is Titan AE a Disney movie? I don't think so. Okay, then maybe Aladdin is my favorite Disney right. movie. <laughs> Animated. All right. Um, But I was worried that, you know, they were going to have Will Smith do a whole bunch of topical references. Like, he's going to be a Justin Bieber, and then he's going to be uh, Barack Obama. I don't know. You know, shit like that. <laughs> like how uh, Robert Williams was. Sure. He was doing impressions of, you know, uh, Jack Nicholson and... And I don't fucking know uh, <laughs> Betty Davis, whoever you, you did impressions of throughout the whole movie. All right. 
Um, I was thinking, you know, it's going to be that and it's going to be, you know, a little bit tongue in cheek. But right. there's none of that. I, I mean, I don't think there's any references other than the the uh, the kind of did a Bollywood hip hop to all those songs. All right. You know, they made it a little a little modern that way. Um, how many, yeah, how I, many rock bottoms? I would give it out of five or out of ten. ten. Let's okay, do ten. We're doing ten now. Ten, we gotta remember ten's the standard. Ten's always here. the standard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I would give it a seven. Wow, that's you really did like it. Yeah. All right. Well, it's pretty good. There you go. Go. Uh, Jafar is pretty weak. Okay. Um, I don't think they. I think the actor was good. They just didn't let him be as menacing or as sinister as he should be. All right. Uh, they didn't really do anything with the tiger and the parrot. Uh, kind of the parrot. But, what was the parrot's name? Uh, Iago. Iago. Okay, that's right. Uh, but yeah. All right. Both the actor and actress, or actors, I guess you can just call them. It's 2019. Uh, as Aladdin and Jasmine are good. I can't say I remember seeing them in anything. If I have, I don't. Uh, the chick was the pink ranger in the new Power Rangers movie. Oh, I actually did see that. I don't remember. The guy, that. I can't remember what he's from. All right. Well, there you go. Seven out of ten rock bottoms. Yep. Go take a trip to Agrabah. My, my stamp of... of- Agrabah. Yes. That's their town. Uh-huh. Well, go take a trip, dudes. Yep. All right. It's in a book. Uh, take a look. It's in the a book. The Reading Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the DMX uh, Reading Rainbow version? Yeah. I love that so much. YouTube it, folks. Yep. Um, all right. Godzilla you saw. Godzilla, King of Monsters. Uh, barely any monsters. More human. Really? Um, yeah. Actually, I mean, there was a lot, but it was like... We'll have 30 seconds of monsters, and then it's just humans, and then it's back to 10 seconds of monster, and All then right. it'll back to the humans. Just do the monsters fighting. Uh, they kind of cheaped it out at the end. Uh, they did a whole DC thing where they made it really dark and rainy and lightning where oh. they fought. Well, yeah, so you've got to have those fights. Just do it during the daytime. That's all anybody Happens wants to see. in the Matrix, too. I know, and I'm not saying the last one was the best one. Why the first. Would, why wouldn't you fight in the dark with lightning going on in the rain? In the rain? I don't know. I want to see my enemy. Isn't it like? Isn't it more an appropriate background to have lightning and thunder than like mm-hmm. birds and? It cheapens it birds so that and way you squirrels can running around lazily do CGI. Nah. Well, it's, you disagree with this? It's a movie about a thousand foot dinosaur. I mean, Actually, be... and that's another thing. It's, <laughs> I think it's over a thousand feet. And have you seen the whole thing where he comes out of the water in the ocean? So, I the, okay. My usual way if I grade a movie is if I can sit there and noticeably think about problems I have with a movie, that means it's not a good movie. Okay. If I'm sitting there and it's like start to finish, you know, you're just compelled to the movie, the story, the actors, uh-huh. arcs, whatever. That's usually a sign of a good movie because you're not sitting there thinking like, well, that doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. You know, sure. But your mind starts thinking about stuff. It's like, but where do that. things things start going off the rails immediately? Because once again, it's <laughs> scientists who have absolutely no idea what they're doing, uh-huh. and it's like, how do you <laughs> how do you have this job? If I've just got done watching Chernobyl, um, and a lot of those problems were caused by complete ineptitude. So why not a huge monster? A lot of that show we've previously discussed is dramatized. 
but I think those but, are most for yes, account. for the most part, it really did happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I think so. But also, that's more political than scientific. Yeah, but there were still, there were scientists or engineers or whatever, total idiots. Not I shouldn't say idiots, but that were definitely making huge okay, mistakes. Okay, so this is a part where uh, Rodan, this like giant bird, are you familiar with Godzilla stuff? Well, I know them, I don't. Pterodactyl. Okay, sure, yep. So they lure him. He's like destroying the city, and to get him away from the city, they lure him over the city. Okay. It's like, okay, there's other ways of tackling this. <laughs> well, like uh, as they're trying to lure him away, they get him over the city. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, see. Um, but what would you do? You're you're talking like pressure if you were trying to get a huge pterodactyl. Well, that's the thing. I've, should these people crack under pressure? Because it's kind of their job. They're they're you know monarch. They're the ones who are supposed to deal with well, you I, know kaiju or giant monsters. So you'd think they would have a, a game plan. You know they've had how these many people years? Are people that are right qualified to deal with giant right. monsters? You'd and, think that they would have a couple of years to figure these things out and be like, oh, you know, scenario A. If this happens, we go to. So they you know, know about these giant monsters already, right? Oh, yeah, they have bases around all where all these oh. you know, all right, well, uh, then, then that whatever they call titans, wherever they are. Okay, yeah, and Godzilla's in the water. Godzilla's in the water. And where's Rodan? In a volcano. Oh, and where did they come from? Uh, they've been here. Oh, they're just they're just are yeah. just learning about them. Um, I mean, do you care? Are you gonna see this? Do you want me to spoil it? Um, yeah, go for it. I feel like I've so. Uh, and then there's like they Godzilla kind of gets his ass kicked, so he goes home and he like lives in Atlantis or something. He gets bummed out, and then <laughs> uh, Bedwat Nabi like sacrifices himself and like detonates a nuclear bomb to like you know make him happy again. And then he, like, they're in a submarine, and they come out of the water, um, and then Godzilla, like, follows them up, and they're in, like, the middle of the fucking ocean, and Godzilla stands up. And it's like, hold on, <laughs> he's tall, <laughs> but he's not that tall. Well, if he's thousands of feet, a thousand feet, maybe how tall is he? Like, I, I think he's supposed to be... And how do you know how deep the ocean was at that point? Because they were really fucking deep down in the ocean in the movie. Yeah, but you don't know that. Do you know the exact spot where they were? Uh, somebody depict, uh, drew a pictorial of it on the internet so you can see if you want to get into it. Let's see. If you don't believe me. Like, my word isn't good enough oh, for you. Oh, not even a thousand. He's 984 feet. Yeah. <clears throat> the ocean's deeper than that. Maybe he has, I don't know, maybe he's buoyant. Because he's standing? <laughs> maybe he's, like, kind of floating. I, okay. I mean, I, I I don't assume to know all of he's Godzilla's He's a reptile, powers. right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure he's made for that water. Right. All Probably. Right. You figured it out. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> How many um, rock bottoms? Uh, five. How do you like Aladdin? I'd rather go see Godzilla than Aladdin. Uh, tr- Aladdin's a better movie. All right. All Take right. my word for well, it, bro. You here first. Five kaijus. They call them titans in this. <laughs> I don't like that. Ah, uh, but it looks great. <laughs> looks cool. Um, good CGI. Yeah. There's uh, man, I really should have wrote some of these points down where I was like, I saw the last Godzilla with. The See, that sc- one was fucking great. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Yeah. <laughs> that one was great. Gareth Edwards did a great job because that one was more about. I like, remember liking it. I thought that it was one great. was more like spectacular. Like when Godzilla arrived at the airport, it's just this huge foot that comes down. Yeah. And Gareth Edwards can do really good scale. 
And that one was more like dramatic and like awe inspiring where this was, you know, you're like, all right, this is just going to be, you know, a beat down match between Godzilla and all these. I enjoyed Cloverfields. Yeah. But this was like uh, the girl from Stranger Things crying, yelling at her mom and the guy from Friday Night Lights trying to be a a absent dad who's come back in their lives and then charles dance is a bad guy who pretty much plays the same character he is in game of thrones uh yeah my favorite part about cloverfield is at the end when they're on the ferris wheel or whatever and then you see on the camera you see the monster they're the little if you're not looking for it you don't know it but it's like that last scene you know where Mm -hmm. like they bomb the city and it just, the camera just cuts into, like, whatever their old memories were. Uh-huh. And they're on the Ferris wheel, and they're, like, kissing or something, and he focuses the camera out on the ocean. And if you're... You see the satellite or whatever You it see was. him, like, fall into the water. Right. You see, like, whatever it is fall into the water. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, and that... Have like, you cool, seen all the Cloverfield stuff? I haven't seen the Netflix one. I saw Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was fine. That I, was a sweet movie. It was cooler when they were in the trailer or whatever underground you know kind of got a little goofy when they i would have been fine with them just being in the trailer you know but, oh but then it got crazy because it's like oh then the monsters are yeah. okay, whatever yeah no i understand but i haven't seen paradox what is cloverfield paradox yeah. yeah i heard that was pretty stupid but i it do was all right it. i didn't want to see it so. but it, well it ties into your whole thing what's my whole thing oh with the well i can't where, give it away where okay well then don't give it away i do want to see it away, man. all right yeah. well all right so five five yeah. rock bombs yeah. let's let's go to let's save dark phoenix for last uh john thwick john swick uh have you seen the first two i'm sure correct i love this movie i thought it was super cool yeah. i'm in i'm in mega keanu crush mode right now yep He's, he's um, having a resurgence. He, yes, he is. Uh, which is like, especially since he's immortal. Yep. This is probably like his tenth resurgence. Um, what is it? Paul Paul Monet or whatever yeah. is his immortal name from right. the artist. Name. <laughs> um, look it up on the internet, folks. It's true. Uh, he <laughs> he was. I think this was my favorite John Wick. Um, really? Yeah, I think it was. It was hmm. just really. I really the first. Two fight scenes were so fucking cool. See, yeah, right. Um, where they're they're like, and I won't give too much away. Well, it's, it's, it's Jesus. yeah. This Jesus. movie's been out for like spoiler alert. Yeah, he kills is... fucking everyone. Right. Spoiler <laughs> um, for all these movies. Yeah. Uh, especially, we'll, we'll tell you about Dark Phoenix when we're coming to it because that's new. But John Wick, John Wick, came out like two months ago. So the coolest thing about John Wick is that like it's kind of a perfect role for Keanu, right? Like it doesn't require too many acting chops you know he's always the best when he can just not say much you know what i mean like, he's a man a few words right it just seems like yeah there's his characters are always you know they're not doing any like um what's that movie that one movie of the year about uh uh it was like five six years ago uh it was like took place in england it was about the king a king's the king's speech yes yes <laughs> the king's speech it's not like you know keanu's not taking any of those roles anytime soon uh, but he's awesome in john wick again he returns he kicks a lot of ass the first fight scene um was the first one with the horses or was that in the antique shop that was after the first one was yeah the knife fight the knife fight and the antique shop right <clears throat> yep so there's like amazing just just, just super brutal awesome fight choreography. yeah absolutely brutal um people then, in the theater uh 
you know, a movie like this, I don't care about audience participation. Right. Because, you know, like you're saying, it's not like this is going for Oscar noms. Right. Uh, but everybody in the theater, <laughs> you know, like everybody's you like, you know, ooh and an odd. And somebody gets a knife in right. the face. Everybody's like, ah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's probably movies that have done stuff like this before, right. but I haven't seen this level of like Brutality. inventive, inventive, uh, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. choreography or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Inventive, and right. brutal. Just, it's like a, it's, it's just, I it's kind of a sight to behold. Do have one quibble and, a, you know, it, it's the, there's this new trope of people using books and then punching a book and like, it's going to hurt the person behind the book. All right. Like that. I don't <laughs> think the, the physics behind that is correct. I'm pretty sure you punching the book, that force is just going to displace across that area. And now it's just weakening your punch. Can I tell you something? But that's it. Continue. Can I tell you something that has nothing to do with anything? <laughs> so you said you have one quibble. And quibble. I, I can't remember hearing that word before. So I quick looked it up on Google and nothing yep. really came up except Urban Dictionary was there. Um, and it says the first one is to shiver for arousal. <laughs> no. And quibble. Quibble. Quibble with oh, bees. quibble you said. Okay. Are you sick? No. Oh, well, you make you says, fun of the way I, so- I sound and talk. That <laughs> <laughs> it says quibble for two is, okay, this is like super, super R-rated. So if you're a young All right. boy listening to your girl, yes. warning. parents, get your kids away. This is Urban Dictionary. It says, uh, <laughs> when a girl queefs so tremendously <laughs> oh, that it causes her to shiver and shake in emotions similar to a dog <laughs> shaking water off of itself. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's actually what I did mean when yeah, I was saying yeah, that. You have a small, <laughs> a small quibble with John Wick. No, quibble is like a very small, slight argument or complaint. A quibble, quibble. Yes. Yeah, I thought you said it. Certainly sounded like quibble. Yeah, quibble. All right. Anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, the horse. Um, just slapping horse horses and kicking people across the room. Yeah, and that was so like that was super cool. Right. Um, and then that. Uh, highway horse and motorcycle fight was pretty cool but then after that it kind of fell off the rails then well after that i think it became like your standard john wick affair right Right. like i think and so you know again spoiling things they set it up for a fourth um so if you remember in number two the big thing was he killed somebody inside the yeah um the continental continental and then he, that makes him excommunicado. Right. Which <laughs> basically just means that he's an average Joe that's He does a good special treatment. Yeah, and it's going to be punished for all his bad doings. And there's a massive, the movie starts off, uh, he's in New York. This communicado is about to take place, and there's a massive bounty on his head. Right. And everybody in New York knows about it, it seems. Um, so, long story short, he, he just battles his way through through new york trying to find a way for refuge or safety or to get this excommunicado lifted it takes him to all the ends of the earth um but he finds his way back uh to the continental he kind of teams up with that um the owner of the continental that older guy i can't remember the actor's name um, Ian mcshane is that it but they form an alliance they you know he has kind of a father son right uh relationship there it seems like so um but then uh, at the end, there's a what was like what do they keep calling that girl? What was she was like the uh, uh, judiciary ar- arbitrator or something? Judiciary, judiciary was that no. it? Audiciary. 
Okay. Educator. Educator. She was the educator. So there's a character called the educator who is this chick that um, is basically an enforcer of these rules from um, the highest of high powers and the assassins ranking or whatever you want to call it. But she says to this Ian McShane guy who owns or runs the Continental, you had the chance to kill John Wick uh, for breaking your rule in a hotel. You didn't do it. Guilty by association. You can no longer run this hotel. You have two weeks. Um, and so John Wick hears about this, makes his way back to Ian McShane, and they kind of team up against this educator and all her forces and everything. Um, and then at the end, uh, he betrays John Wick, shoots him off the top of his roof uh, to basically... Did he betray him or did he save his life? <clears throat> Well, I was a little bit confused by that. It's like, is this part of his plan? Is he like, oh, the yep, because so, to get me back reinstated in charge, I have to kill John, but I know I'm not going to kill him if I shoot him right here. Yep, so like basically that. at the end of the movie, John Wick kills all of the educator's forces that right. come. Um, they're kind of at a stalemate, and they're up on the roof, and she says, okay, uh, Ian McShane, I'm going to let you run this hotel again. Right. Uh, but you got to do something about John Wick, basically. Right. And... Uh, without even thinking about it, he shoots him in the chest a bunch of times, or like shoots—I guess not in the chest, but yeah, looks like in, in the torso area—and he falls off the roof, crashes into some stairs on the on the way down, and hits the street, still alive, and manages to escape. <laughs> Somebody goes down to pick him up or whatever, and he's gone. Um, and whatever, then it it sets it up for a fourth. You you see how he's still alive. Um, and that I thought that was really cool. Uh, I. I love that they that they set it up for a fourth again because I, I just want this to like keep it just, going. Yeah, it's gonna go forever. But what my point was is like so now that they're making a fourth, I think a really cool way to have this continue to be successful is like I could see myself getting burnt out on him just shooting a thousand people. Mm-hmm. Like have it be all inventive kills, like almost like um uh what is the fucking horror film that has all the goofy kills uh. Final Destination. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a little bit extreme. (laughs) You know what I mean? But, like, the horse, the killings on the horse was cool. It's something I hadn't seen. Even in that knife shop, like, it was, at the end of the day, it's just a fight, right? And, like, this antique knife store where it was just set up for all this weird shit to happen. I liked, I really enjoyed the scene where he, like, disassembled and reassembled, like, six pistols to get one shot off. Yeah, that was cool. Um, So, you know, I want to see him do stuff that's... I already know I've been fed for three movies now that right. anyone with a gun is not as good as him. You know? right. <laughs> like if it's just one-on-one or um, even- do you think Halle Berry is going to play a more significant role? Like she'll take over the headshots and he's going to do more inventive kills. That could be, I would be fine if, I mean, she was really cool in this, like her dog, her, she had two dogs that right. were trained. I don't know what kind of, I think they were German shepherds, German shepherds. They were fucking awesome. Um, that one scene where, I think she like she kind of like bends over for the dog to jump on her right. back, and the dog jumps like twenty feet up onto this. Yeah, that was really cool. Bites um, the guy in the yeah. There's a lot region. of there's a ton of nut biting in yeah. this movie. <laughs> there's, um, there's a lot of reloaded in this one too. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would be I'm four, and I, I'm she did a great job, and she was right. a cool character. But I don't know if there's really a need for her to come yeah. back. You know, like I think there's probably. A lot of other characters they could create for the John Wick universe. Yeah, I kind of hope not. She more or less 
annoys me in most movies I see her in. Less this than a lot of other things. She was definitely cool in this. Right. Like, I didn't have a problem at all with her. I just, I, again, I just, it's, I don't, it, I want her back if the story makes sense for it. Right. Back. And not just because she's Holly Berry, you know? Well, it's John Wick. They <laughs> Holly can make, Berry, I always right. say Holly. Holly. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for number four. I thought number three was so awesome. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. If you like one or two, even a little <laughs> bit, go check it out. Um, I would give it eight rock bottoms. Yeah, I'd give it six. Um, <laughs> just didn't love it, huh? Well, I mean, it, you uh, know, it's it's good for what it is. But like I said, after like the horse scene, it kind of fell flat for me. Yeah, it like the more plot a, didn't really, you know, make too mm-hmm. many too much sense. It becomes more of a prototypical, right? But John uh, if it was just start to finish the the antique shop, the the horse track. <laughs> The horse motorcycle highway yeah. thing. If they just kept on doing like yeah, the shit motorcycle like that, stuff was really you know. Cool, yeah. Um, but you know, him. You know, I got to go find these, the head of the chair, or whatever they were yeah. called. Yeah, and then it's, yeah. I forget what that guy in the desert was called. Yeah, like why? <clears throat> I don't know. But I mean, whatever. Well, um, and another thing is too. It seems like um, it doesn't seem like a lot of people actually have a problem with John Wick, like, right? seems like they just want to kill him for his money seems like everyone really respects the fuck out of him knows how right knows how badass he is yeah so it's, it's a very interesting uh dynamic they built in this universe well so it's like it begs the question like why is it such a big deal i know rules are rules and that's the whole shtick right right but this guy that number two deserved to die right he kills in the hotel why is it such a big deal? Like, you know, right. You can't break lives, tradition in this universe. How many universe? lives are lost? And you could have just been like, John, that was a huge mistake. We're going to let it slide. Right. But I suppose if you let that slide, then he lost a finger for it. You know, let uh, bygones be bygones. That's right. He did lose a finger. I forgot about that. Yep. Right. Which is going to mess up his shooting hand. <clears throat> he doesn't need it. He's John Wick. Yep. Uh, so another Keanu movie that I did see was on Netflix and it's possibly the best thing I've seen since our last podcast. And I'm kind of weird to, to say it. Uh, always be my maybe okay. on Netflix. Uh, it's uh, Randall Park and Ali Wong. Like, what's that? Sound? Hold on. Do you hear that? No. Those are our viewers. <laughs> Those are our listeners. Tuning well, out. Clicking, I, clicking away. I know a couple of our listeners <laughs> and they probably have seen this and liked it. Uh, but you know who Randall Park is? I do not. Ant-Man. No. Uh, Which one is he? He's the agent in Ant-Man 2. Like the FBI agent. Okay. He was in the interview. He <laughs> played Kim Jong-un. Okay. Uh, I'll look him up. Yeah, once you see him. Well, they're both comedians. It's, oh, yeah, it's okay. actually a pretty it yep. good movie. It's pretty funny. I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> To my surprise, because me and Angela were just sitting around and she wanted to watch it. I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't like to usually spend my nights watching uh, romantic comedies. Yes. So I'm like, whatever, let's do it. And then, spoiler, Keanu Reeves is in it and he plays himself and it's hilarious because he's like this pompous, <laughs> like, douchebag. <laughs> But so, it's really funny at Randall Park, like, hates him because, like, the girl that he likes, Ali Wong, is, like, dating him. Um, and he hates him. <laughs> and then they end up fighting. 
So your favorite movies that we're talking always about Always so Be My are, Maybe. Always Be My Maybe and Aladdin. Yep. I would okay. give Always Be My Maybe probably seven and a half rock bottoms. Okay. Yep. <laughs> right. Dude, it, watch it. I'll just see it. You'll go, make Jamie go happy. It. Go see no, it. No, you don't have to go see it. It's on Netflix. I make Jamie happy all the time. <laughs> well, make her really happy. It's be like, hey, we should watch this movie. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, yeah, it's funny. So, all right. Are we... Doing ready? Dark Phoenix here? You ready for Fart Phoenix? Fart Phoenix, you say. Okay. <laughs> um, so. The way I sum this up is I thought it was going to be bad. To start, I'm like, eh, this is all right. And then I'm like, maybe this is going to be good. And then it was bad. Yeah, I think the way that I can sum it up is the way that I've been describing it on the show here mm-hmm. for a long time. Right. I just I wanted to go see it. I wanted to get it over with. Right. It's I'm over. Re- I'm ready it's to done. move on. Yep. I, it, it was hard to get excited about it because you knew all the troubles it was having. Right. You never read anything like this is really has a chance to be, you know, really something new or. The um, thing that's most perplexing is this is the director who wrote Last Stand. The Last Stand, right. He had two chances to get this somewhat right. And this, I mean, it's not as bad as I, I think I make it out to be. It's not good, but it's not as bad as apocalypse it's not as bad as last stand um it's just wrong and not good this is like kind of the worst thing i think about it is that it's hard for me to like obviously it wasn't good right right um but by no means could i say it was bad it just it was so blah you know everything was so generic about it right um i will say like the last stand obviously sucked but one thing that it had going for it is by the time that that came out we were really invested in those characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling my wife when we saw it, like, I, I saw Apocalypse. I yeah, own it. Right. Um, Why? I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you're a part of the problem. But I know. Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm an X-Men fan. Um, but I'm I wearing an X-Men shirt, so obviously I'm yeah, an X-Men fan. X-Men fan. <laughs> um, I, I just don't remember. Like, I don't remember. Nightcrawler wasn't in Apocalypse, was he? Yeah. He was. Yeah. Don't remember that. Oh, um, you own the movie. I know that's and I, Storm. I obviously remember Storm, but it's not like her character was super developed in Apocalypse. Yeah, and here, you know, like a lot of these characters, you're just kind of like, I don't even to be to begin with. I, I'm just supposed to give a shit about this person because it's Storm, right? There's no, but there's no. That's the problem with all. She's of them. just playing a role. You Everything know? since <laughs> uh, Days of Future's Past. Well, I guess it's only two Cyclops movies. Was Cyclops in Apocalypse? I don't yeah, remember. They all were. Everybody know. who was in this movie was in the last one. I minus I remember Jessica Chastain's character. I remember and Psylocke. Dreadlock. <laughs> Psylocke. And yeah, where'd she, why isn't she in this Jean film? Jean Grey. Yeah, she's in that. I mean, I remember Jean Grey, Psylocke, Magneto. You I, remember the scene where they were escaping from the facility and they let Wolverine out and then there was a whole Essex court oh, thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah okay. But regardless, both of those movies, you have plenty of time, like (laughs) to tell a story and they don't Cyclops. He is the ultimate X-Man, in my opinion. You know, like if you really want to get into it, like nobody embodies what the X-Men have meant over different periods of time. Like it's really evolved, you know, in the comics, Professor X dies at one point and um, Cyclops becomes very militant almost. Right. You know, and like he he just he's always about kind of the bottom line is protecting these people that are different from everybody else. And 
you know, Storm, same thing. Like, she's obviously a huge part of X-Men lore. And over these two movies, I just, I don't give a shit about it. None of the fights in Dark Phoenix were really that cool. Like, right. they, they certainly weren't bad, but there was nothing that it looks great. memorable about them. Yeah, it looks cool. The, the, the acting is good. There's cool actors, yep. There's, but there's no story. There's no meaning. That's just, yeah, that's just, like, you have a lot of cool pieces in place right. and just nothing really happens with them you know just because chastain's character is so meaningless you yep. know like there's yeah it's just uh, they're just fodder for the the destruction and i get no sir yeah. i'm not i'm not like a historian like i love the x-men but i started reading in the 90s and i there's so many different storylines i don't remember every little thing um and the phoenix saga so you, you want me to flex right now and let you know well so let me get to where i'm getting at here <laughs> The Dark Phoenix saga that was before even the my, before my time, the 90s, you know, like when I was reading that stuff. But I knew about it and caught on to it later because of the cartoon, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> but I was doing a little research because even after watching the movie, I had no fucking idea who those bad guys the were. The Dabari? Yeah, yeah the yeah. from Planet Vux, apparently, or something like that. Vux is the Jessica, Jessica Chance... Chastain's character. character? Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. So I read I read like how eventually in the Marvel universe they get a presence. But like in Chris Claremont's Phoenix saga or whatever, um like there's from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there are they're like there's a page dedicated to them. Correct. <laughs> you know, so it's like so <clears throat> how obscure. Uh the Dabari and the character Bucks was actually in an Avengers comic book. Like, he was crashed here. It, it, the comic it was a guy, not Jessica Chastain. Okay. He was crashed here uh, and stuck in the water. And Namor, the Submariner, who didn't like the Avengers at this time, was going to help get his spaceship out so he can go home. And was this before or after Dark Phoenix? This was before. Oh, okay. And then... This is all irrelevant. doesn't matter to the story. Uh, concurrently or not concurrently, after he gets out and his spaceship was flying, uh, Dark Phoenix flew into, like, their sun to, like, you know, regain power. Yeah. Made the sun go supernova and destroyed the planet um, of the Dabari people. And pretty much that's it. Well, and just... then And then there was something about, like... I, death made Dark Phoenix like imagine herself as the Dabari, like a Dabari woman living her life before like their planet got destroyed. Okay. Regardless, like it was like one page in the comic. Well, so it's it, like they serve no purpose to bring them into here. Why not do the Shi'ar? Why not do something that, you know, was I mean, a, a running thing? Yeah. I, And, you know, on top of that, not only were they like just meaningless to me. Right. All I could really gain from their powers is that they could, like, be bullet sponges. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, they they had no purpose other than to die. And on top of that, so what makes even, like, again, going into it, I had no idea what the Dabari looked like. Right. But in the movie. various people. Yeah, but in the movie, they just look like gray aliens. Yep. Yeah. So it's, like, even even less. Right. um, uh, What's the word? Like, um, not innovation, but, like just there's no innovation works (laughs) no uh, yeah what's like um this is such an easy word and i just can't think of it but uh, 
imagination there's just right. like no the no creativity is right. in like in the, the character well that's the thing and even if you see a picture of them in the comics they're they're not a creative you know looking species because they ha- they they were meant for a page of story yeah they, but i would have rather had them look like asparagus heads you know <laughs> that they were just i'm like why are these fucking ufos right this is like it started out like the X Files, right? And you'd think <laughs> that everybody at Fox, knowing that this was like their last hurrah, they would have just gone crazy with do it. Do whatever the fuck you want. Like with it. Yeah, have the Shi'ar, have the Dark Phoenix be like crazy. Bring in the, the screw it, you screw it all up. I don't care, right. you know, because it's like good or bad, it's gonna get erased. What, what's, I'm gonna just go through my list here. Um, costumes. Why no costumes? At the end of at Apocalypse, they teased the costumes. Everybody looked amazing. They had their like, uh, you know. 90s-esque costumes slow, on, slow and then this, they same. went back to, okay, they're all wearing the same jumpsuits. Yeah. yeah. Stupid. Stupid. Just do the costumes. Um. Well, I my next point is, didn't uh, Jean Grey have the Phoenix Force at the end of Apocalypse? Because yeah, if you remember the end some, of the movie, yeah, she, she like, like walked flew, out and she yeah, yeah, burst yeah. into flames. Which again doesn't, yeah, I mean, what? connect that, yeah. <laughs> um... Storm, she was in space and she froze the spaceship. I thought Storm's powers were she could control the atmosphere. I can't. I don't know how she did that. I'm not sure. <laughs> and how did she free something in space? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See, that's that's where you and I. I that's I'm not thinking too hard on it. Well, this is this is yeah. This harkens back to what I was talking about earlier, where like I'm sitting here and I'm like. I can't look past these things. And this is like... Maybe she was using moisture or something from inside the cabin. Yeah, there that makes sense. But still, I thought her superpower was she was able to control Earth's atmosphere. Maybe. Or in, any planet with atmosphere. But regardless, um, Dazzler was in there. That was Which was cool. in the comics. That because was really when, awesome. See, and that's what I'm talking about. Why not do more shit like that? Like, right. Just do... Who cares? You have... You have liberty to like put put as many fucking weird mutants in there right. in two second clips as you can. So you can be like, oh well, that movie sucked, but at least it was cool to see fucking Dazzler. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or I'm trying to think like uh, any fucking put uh, Danny Moonstar in or you know right. anything like that. You know, or anybody from the Hellfire Club. Uh, you know the cool cast I mean, that thousands, they never use. Um, you could put fucking what's uh, what's Kitty Pride's fucking little purple dragon. A lock, Lockheed or something like that. Or lo- I forget. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many. There's you know, who's that? Who's the head guy of the Hellfire Club? I can't remember. He's the one who made pretty much Jean Grey turn into the Dark Phoenix because he started manipulating her mind. Uh, Jason. I don't care. It's Jason something, I think. But like the whole plot of the Dark Phoenix saga, or just the Phoenix saga, is she gets a Phoenix Force. Uh, she sacrifices herself. She's kind of like living with it. And then um, the Dark Phoenix saga becomes a thing when... Uh, Sebastian Shaw? No, not Sebastian Shaw, the other guy. Harry Leland, Donald Pierce. Harry Leland. No, Harry Leland. Shinobi Shaw, Trevor Fitzroy, Madeline Pryor. Maybe it's Trevor. I thought it was Shinobi Shaw, as the head of the Hellfire Club. Oh, maybe. I don't know. There's this guy in the Hellfire Club. Sebastian Shaw, excuse me. Who can... Uh, yeah. He's like a... That's what was... No, it's Days not... Days of Future Past. Yeah. Or not no. Days of Future Past, First Class. That's not the guy. The guy in the comic books was the one who, like, gets in Jean's mind. He takes her back to, like, a Victorian area. 
era and like oh we had a relationship we were in love well i don't think messes with talking her about the head of the hellfire club yeah he is well that's not what it says here well i mean i don't know if he's ahead of you, it he's you, a big you keep he's, saying yeah he's he is a big but this says, player no, Who, go through that list of people again uh leroy uh, azazel Ironmonger, sunspot phoenix sat your nine madeline Pryor, trevor fitzroy shinobi shaw storm magneto Celine, tessa donald pierce Harry, Harry Leland. And Harry Leland. Do you remember who Harry Leland was? Uh, I'm trying to he look. had the superpower of intensifying uh, the mass of anything. So he like made, he fought Wolverine in the Phoenix, the Dark Phoenix. So is saga. that who you're talking about? No, but this is just a cool <laughs> thing. He like made Wolverine weigh like thousands of pounds okay. and like defeated him that way, which huh. is a cool superpower. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um. Regardless, <laughs> doesn't matter. I don't remember what I was Sebastian talking about. Shaw's no, it's not Sebastian Shaw. They already used Sebastian Shaw. You're thinking of it was. I did you read the Dark Phoenix saga? No, I told you I saw it in the comics, or uh, in the <laughs> uh, in the cartoon. Well, he was in the cartoon too. He's the one who turned the Phoenix into the Dark Phoenix by making uh, Jean Grey think she had this like whole love affair with him. And then, like, she came, like, the Phoenix became aware of his plan. And then that's when uh, the Dark Phoenix, like, went bad. And was like, I'm going to just fucking kill everybody. Because people are evil and they mess with, like, emotions. All right. I'm going to, like, keep looking for this while you... All right. I'm just going to continue on then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who the hell was Dreadlocks guy? Like, they uh, they have all these characters and they use another fodder character where there's just this guy whose power is whipping around his dreadlocks i was so stupid oh yeah that was yeah i don't know who that guy was either the whole half an hour of them crossing the street and fighting each other beast is just all of a sudden like okay i'm a bad guy uh they cut out um mcavoy's big shouting speech in this which i was looking forward to seeing um where he's like i don't know what to do (laughs) mastermind is who you're thinking of, I think. Yep, his name is Jason. Vast potential makes her a target for Mastermind, who is a, who is who a lot of people thought Jessica Chastain was playing. Right. Uh, who is attempting to prove himself in order to join the prestigious inner circle of the Hellfire Club, led by Sebastian Shaw. <clears throat> Jason Weingard. Jason Weingard. Thank you, man. Well, he's not head of head of the. Hellfire Hellfire Club. Club. Damn. I was wrong about that, but I knew his name was Jason something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I was just so disappointed with... with, um, Magneto does a flip-flop again. He's like, I'm a good guy. Okay, I'm a bad guy. And then at the end, he's like, okay, I'm a good guy again. Yeah, you know, it's kind of weird, and maybe I'm in the minority on this, but I, I just... I've... I really started to just grow tired of his Magneto. It was really cool at the start. He's and through the movies. It's just, just it's not his fault. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, uh, I just. I, I mean, it's the writing's fault. I think he's a great Magneto. His fight scenes are probably the best fight scenes in these movies. Remember in First Class where he threw that knife at that guy, that Nazi, and brought it back, and yep. stabbed it. That was awesome. No, I, I, <laughs> and then threw it back at somebody else. It started cool. I liked yeah. it. I just. You know, he was kind of, again... And he pushes that quarter through a guy's head. Oh, yeah. So that was Sebastian Shaw, the leader of the Hellfire Club. Um, <laughs> but, uh, 
the the cool I guess the coolest fight scene in this movie to me was the one in the street. That was so stupid. You know, like that. No. I thought that was cooler than anything. I thought no. it was cooler than the train. <laughs> the train was dumb. But there was a point in the train where uh sub guy was going to punch Magneto and he brought a piece of metal through the guy's arm and then Oh, like turned it or yeah. something? Yeah, I do remember that. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that yeah, cool. I, don't get me wrong, it's not like I I don't hate Fastbender's Magneto. I just I really liked him more in the earlier movies than yeah. but I liked kind of everyone more. <laughs> yeah. No, that's even even just Professor what, X, right, you know, again in this right. movie too. He's, they have such good actors and they just don't do anything with them. And you can tell, like, well, I can't pre- I don't want to presume, but it just seems like even the even the actors are kind of like burnt out. Oh yeah, everybody phoned it in. They're like, this is they, yeah, it's just like we know that this is I don't know if they right. like this is going the way of Marvel and this is I don't know. It just like what's her <laughs> face is like, I definitely want to be dead within the first fifteen minutes of this movie. Yeah, so Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. Um so yeah, I don't know. I'll give it let's see. Oh, I I have two more things to talk okay. about. Uh, at the end of the movie, everybody's like, oh, nobody knows where Jean is. And it's just, she's flying above Paris. She's right there. I mean, if you look up, you would be like, oh, oh there's a giant flaming bird. The only time you see anything Phoenix or right. well, the kids say, oh, she's you the Phoenix. Yeah, is right. so stupid. Right. <laughs> and now the, the craziest thing. You ready for this? How old is everybody in this movie? Oh, it, the timelines are goofy. Yeah, do you want to take a guess or do you want me to just tell you? You know this for sure? Yep. So I say they're all in there. Late 20s. <laughs> okay. Magneto was 13 in 1944. This this movie takes place in 1992. So Michael Fassbender is supposed to be 61 years old. Oh. Same with Charles Xavier. Yeah. The time Mystique was a little younger. She's supposed to be 59. Granted, she's a shapeshifter. Whatever. Uh, Hank McCoy, Beast, is supposed to be 50. Okay. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's a 25, 27 year old man. Those are things that I just kind of let go in my head. Like, well, it's these what? And then if they're continuing on the timeline, and at the end of Days of Futures Past, remember Logan goes back. Mm-hmm. So that means you know this is still the X Men team of yesteryear. So X Men two thousand, the movie X Men in two thousand is supposed to play, take place in two thousand three. So that's ten years from now. And that's a huge leap from what Magneto and Xavier look like now to Patrick Stewart and yeah, Ian McKellen. If you're trying to connect those, and then you're yeah, you're just asking for trouble. Because <laughs> then what are you saying? That X Men one, two, and then three happens again, and that they know nothing about the Phoenix Force in the last stand. Regardless, they he goes back in Days of Future Past, and they're all you know it's uh james marson and fabeca jensen and it's that whole cast so those people are (laughs) (laughs) whatever it's just insane that magneto is supposed to be 61 and beast is supposed to be 50 and mystique is supposed to be 60 i mean you you got you got anyone there if if you're gonna dissect if that's something that you're like really looking into which it should be sometimes and if you care about it i understand (laughs) but i just don't like I mean, I, I wouldn't even go see the movie if I was that, like, you know what I mean? Like, interested, like... Why well, said it in 1992? <sighs> there was no need. I don't know. They had space exploration in the 60s. They could have just kept all these movies in the 60s. I don't know. Something something to put on the boards. 
whatever dazzler was in this movie so i guess it's not all dazzler that was my, that was my that was my favorite part honestly it was just seeing a new mutant my uh, favorite part was like oh we don't know where jean gray is and i'm like she's right there just look up a little if you haven't seen this yet don't go see don't it. go see it wait till the movies and then or wait till it comes out and definitely don't buy it how many rock bottoms well you bought apocalypse so are you gonna buy this i had to buy apocalypse because i thought i thought the character in general of apocalypse not in that movie but Apocalypse is a cool character, and I really liked the end credit scene. I was super excited for them to do something with Mr. Sinister. What did they do with it? Nothing. That's interesting. Um, four rock bottoms. Four? Yeah. I'd give it four. I'll give it a three. Three? Just to That's beat fair. you. That's fair. Uh, all right, so... You ready for the good stuff? You want to do an ad first? Oh, who do we got today? All right. Are you a betting man, Nathaniel? Yes. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Are you good at making bets? I'll, I haven't. I can't remember when I lost. <laughs> You'll be like 20 bucks. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. 20 bucks. Yep. Is that the That's ad- the advertising. You owe me 20 right. bucks. If anybody out there needs any money, bet Nathaniel because he's been losing bets left right. and right. Um, Let's see here. <laughs> Are you trying to bet me something? No. Do you want to do a water change? No, man, I just oh, gave it away. <laughs> No, time for our second ad. Today's uh, podcast, the Ready Fight Podcast, is brought to you by Fiji, natural artisan water, artesian water. (laughs) I think we've done the Fiji ad before. No, we haven't. From the islands of Fiji, naturally electrolytes, there's electrolytes enhanced water, and there's the smarter choice, Fiji water. Not only does Fiji have significantly more electrolytes than other brands... Ours are naturally occurring. You're going for all of it, huh? How? As tropical rain slowly filters through volcanic rock, it gathers the electrolytes and minerals that give Fiji its signature soft, smooth mouthfeel. How smart is that? Mmm, Fiji. It'll it'll quench your thirst. All right, Greg, let's talk about E3. (laughs) We have E3 on the boards. We're done with movies. Um, And now we're talking about vids. Yep. And big, big, big weekend, biggest week of the year. And biggest week of the year. Um, so just to kind of like give a high level overview, as they say at my job for some reason, a thousand times a day. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's a sizzle word there. That's a sizzle phrase. Sizzle term. High level overview. Um, anyway, to give a high level overview <laughs> of E3. <laughs> that's the official motto of the Ready Fight Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we just give High level overviews. Oh God, I want that phrase out of my life. But anyway, you uh, there's a lot of cool things for a year that Sony was out of. They completely skipped it this year. Yep. Um, it was still really really good. Um, yep. Microsoft, I think, had one of their best press conferences in years. Yep. They got to um, show a lot of games. Yeah, they did. They kind of took a page out of Sony's book instead of a lot of times they would in the past talk about statistics right. and blah blah blah. Um, but they did an awesome job this year. Um, a lot of cool stuff. Um, Nintendo kind of had a really good showing. I, I'm a little mixed on that. The, the internet is on fire about Nintendo's yeah. presentation. Um, I, mean, I thought it was good. I it wasn't think, nothing. Either. I, I like Microsoft's better, actually. I think because of the <laughs> Nintendo Directs, it's kind of diluted Nintendo, and it's just like, okay. Um, well, maybe for some people. I mean, yeah, of course it'd be cooler if it was in the sta- on the stage. I, I guess it's don't... just like it's... You know, it's all the pageantry, the build-up to E3. Yeah. And now with them releasing something, you know, once a month, it's like, okay, you know, you guys did well, you, an all right you can, cra- 
you could totally argue that. So, right. like with with Zelda, like the big Nintendo thing was they're working on a sequel to Breath of the Wild, right? Um, which it looks really cool. It looks super dark, and it looks and Breath of the Wild is a Zelda game. Yeah, that's like okay. a series that you never played before. <laughs> Um, so of course it would be cooler to see that live on stage and hear the crowd reaction and stuff like that. Right. Um, so you lose out on that, but the Nintendo directs, they don't bother me. Like, I don't care how I get my information. Like I was still genuinely stoked about that. I was excited. Um, I just didn't think there was, I just wasn't into it as much as the rest of the internet seems. Right. You know, like people are really like Nintendo one E three and I just, I can't give it to them. So who'd they beat? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess Microsoft. And, but um, I think the cool thing for me this year that kind of separated this E3, and maybe it was because Sony wasn't there, um, but I paid more attention to the other conferences. Yep. Um, like Bethesda, right. um, Ubisoft. Uh, and I think that uh, they actually really delivered. Yeah. Um, Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal is my the game I'm most excited about, at least. I mean, okay. I'm more excited about a Zelda or cyberpunk, but doom is coming out this right. year, you know? Um, and I loved doom in 2016 was my game of the year. Um, yep. And I was actually pretty stoked when polygon chose it as its game of the year. Cause it just felt like it validated my choice. Nice. Um, but, uh, doom, polygon, your, your magazine, you, you trust no, them? No, not at all. I just, doom oh. was like, doom. I didn't know if that was like, you take their reviews, you know? No, I, Doom, I, I can't remember what other games, like what the big game of the year was that year, but Doom was like just one of those things where I think it was like, oh, it's a cool first person shooter, but I, not really serious consideration for game of the year at that right. time. But when I played it, I was just thinking like, I had not, I did not have more fun with any game this year other than Doom. And like, I, I fucking loved that game. That was everything I want in a video game. And I'm so excited for Eternal. Um, it looks really cool. Uh, that comes out November 22nd or something like that. Cause I think crazy. it's right before Thanksgiving. Right. Oh yeah. Because it's a stadia launch game. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. So we got news on Google stadia. You could keep on going. <clears throat> well, I was just going to name off. So doom is a big one. Cyberpunk, of course. Um, the big reveal was right. Keanu, Keanu again, just in everything book, book ending. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he's, he's doing a character, um, which, from what I gathered, is going to be a pretty big character in the storyline um, for Cyberpunk. If game. you want to see a really good Keanu movie, go watch Always Be My Maybe. <laughs> yes, I, I heard. Um, I heard from this like uh, guy who knows what he's talking about. Yeah, fruity podcast. <laughs> oh, that's such a better podcast name. Yeah, the, the, fruity, fruity podcast. the fruity podcast with Greg and Nathaniel. Sure. Oh, okay, <laughs> we're changing the name. Um, but. Cyberpunk looks amazing. Um, <laughs> it just looks super, super cool. Comes out April 22nd yeah, also of next year or 16th or something like that. So, 21st? Something. <laughs> could be. Um, so we have a little bit of a wait for that one as to be expected. Um, I'm trying to think. The Breath of the Wild uh, news that it's in development. If you haven't seen that trailer, we'll put it up on the pages. Um, I'm trying to think what other Nintendo stuff there was. Animal Crossing got delayed. April 16th for Cyberpunk. Okay. A bunch of Pokemon Sword and Shield stuff if you're into that. Yep. Um, which looks cool if you're... I just I just never got on the Pokemon train. Um, Link's Awakening. Uh, re- remade or remastered, whatever you want to call it. 
That's um, a Zelda game. That's another okay. Zelda game, yep. Um, it looks really, 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 really fucking cool. And that comes out in September. So that's going to be... Of this year? Yep. Yeah. Mm, can't so, wait. You can't wait. Well, you should play one of them. <laughs> on what? You play that one. Uh, on any sort of console. You can, I'm know. sure you can get... I mean, you can use my uh, Nintendo Classic. You can play the first one. Um, but that looks really excellent. Um, it just looks like the art style that they kind of use. Um, uh, it just looks, I, I can't wait to play it. It just looks really cool. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. So we have on here, one of the things that wasn't at E3, but was shown a lot in the days coming to was the new Death Stranding trailer. Yep. Um, was there a release for that? Yes. When is this? Uh, November eighth. Wow, November is yeah. gonna be crazy. Right, that's what <laughs> um, I was saying. You know. Yeah, Doom and Death Stranding. Oh yeah, yep, 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 yep. So <laughs> it's just gonna be wild. Um, Death Stranding looks insane. Fucking awesome. Yeah. What is what, it about? Whatever I still it is, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> whatever that game is, I can't wait for it. Um, yeah. I mean, we could talk for hours and hours on right. what Kojima talks about the social connection and right. Connecting the rope and mm-hmm. the threads, all the stuff he says about it. Um, but it's, you know, it's, I think just that game is going to be best just going in, knowing as little as possible right. and just diving in completely into that. Yeah, world. I've been, ever since that game got like announced, I've been on the, the Reddit thread of it. Mm-hmm. And man, people are just going well, off on what the game could be about. And there's some interesting fan uh, theories out there. Yeah, so the latest trailer just kind of shows that. Um, Norman Reedus's character, um, he's like a mission from the president. Yeah, of jack shit. Yeah, of, <laughs> of the, she's in like her deathbed, and she's in the White House, right? In this like just completely dilapidated building. Well, the White House, it's like um, you know, it's just it's it's just fucked for lack of a better right. term. It's falling apart around her, and he's just kind of hanging out with her, and um, you know, she's like on a hospital bed in one of the offices, and she's just like. You're America's, so you're our country's last hope, or right. whatever. And he says you're the president of jack shit. You right? Know? Like there is no, there is no world. Um, so <clears throat> what I gather is that he's a transporter for some type of corporation. Whether what he's transport transporting, I don't understand. Um, yeah, but I then like I don't fucking know any. I, you I, die and you don't die. You go to like a, a different realm. And it could be anywhere because it was like World War One. Oh yeah, that's and right. Then, he, when he went into the goo, right. he like got sucked back into World War One and stuff. Right, you know? and then like you try to make your way back into the this our realm or whatever you want to call it, and then you hook up to a, a little baby, baby which allows <laughs> you to see where like these ghosts are that suck you into the other world. Yeah, I. Uh, who knows <laughs> i've tried to think a thousand times on you know what that what what it could all mean and just um right who knows but yeah so death stranding is- i've played a lot of metal gear games and a lot of them multiple times and i still don't fully understand the plot of a lot of metal gear i mean the gameplay that they showed here does remind me of metal gear 5 right, right? like they showed some shooting and sneaking around but right. it's just it's gonna be way different right um, and the whole, like, there's a whole thing of, like, not killing people because that's just going to give more enemies. Yeah, that too. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll know a lot more looks in great. the coming months. It looks it looks amazing. Um, some big no-shows from the show floor. Um, 
we didn't hear anything on Metroid 4, which was, like, probably the biggest... um, Quibble you have? Yes, yes. (laughs) Yep, I've got some big quibbles. You're welcome. Um, I'm trying to think. There was... What else did I read? It was a big no-show. There was a cool skateboarding game they demoed last year called Sessions. Um, Yeah. That never got any play this year. No one knows kind of what's, what's going on with that. Halo Infinite. Oh, duh. Why don't I talk about that? So the other kind of huge news... Um, was Xbox started, albeit very slightly, um, talking about Project Scarlet, which is they did announce their next console is going to release uh, holiday 2020. Right. So about a year and a half to go. Right. (laughs) It seems like so fucking far away, but we have a ton of good games in in between. Um, You would think that Sony would come out like this week or something and announce their PlayStation. I don't think there's any need to. I think... You know, honestly, do you think uh, it's going to be a thing where we get a new Xbox before we get a new PlayStation? No. Do you I think, think it's going to be another holiday rush for both of them? I think that if so, when you talk holiday 2020, you're right. talking like Black Friday weekend and, right. and beyond. Um, that would make Black Friday weekend insane if they released it around that time. They probably wouldn't do that. They'd probably do it a little before. Or maybe a little after. But usually November is like right. a typical time uh, for consoles to launch. <clears throat> um, and I don't... Sony, of course, will come out probably in the next month or two with, with more. I think they have the Tokyo Game Show in September, right. which maybe you'd expect more news then. Um, but I don't think it's imperative that they do it. I mean, to be Everybody honest, knows it's coming. Yeah, I mean, if you, you want the hype, you want the hype build up. Like, if you tell, if, if this year, all for me personally, all you'd have to do is say, hey, this is coming out in 2020, and then I have been around the block long enough to know that you're probably not going to debut it in uh, winter or spring. Right. And you can use E3 next year as a platform to, like, say, hey, this is everything it is. We're launching in four months, you know? Right. Um, but, you know, in today's world, it's, you know, what what's the latest news you got to... You know, you have to make the most impressions as often as possible. So, yeah, it's very so, – but Sony kind of already did that, right? They kind of came out of the gate first. That Mark, right. Mark Cerny had the interview on Wired Magazine saying right. this is what kind of what it is. And they've actually, I think um, – Mark Cerny, also known as that PS5 guy. The PS4 guy. <laughs> PS4 guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's the one that designed – he was the lead architect on PS4 and PS3, I think. Um <laughs> Uh, but he, I think, honestly, I think they gave more information in that interview than Microsoft really did in their, right. in their spiel. Um, aside what the thing that Microsoft did is said, Hey, it's coming out around this time. Right. Um, and then the other cool thing was Halo Infinite. So I'm massively excited for Halo Infinite. They showed off a really cool trailer, um, a cinematic trailer, and then they showed off kind of like, um, well, there was a part in that cinematic trailer uh, where it shows you the HUD from Chief's helmet and what it could look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, if that's what the next generation is going to look like, it Sweet. looks pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> so sign me up. Um, Google Stadia, anything else? I don't really know what to think. They announced <laughs> the price, 129 bucks. I'm so bucks. pissed. Oh, do you like it or do you not? Well, I was, and this week... Uh, we went to Shopco because they're closing. Yeah. And there was a Google Chrome Ultra. 
which you need to oh, you stream. It. And I bought one because I'm like, it's twenty dollars off. Sweet. How much was it? Forty bucks. Oh, okay. So I'm like, sweet. You know, I'm getting this and prep for Google Stadia. Nice. And now to get the, you oh, know, coming in there, yeah. To get one early, you have to buy their developer or whatever they're calling it pack, and it's 130 bucks. It gets the controller and a Chrome Ultra. And I'm like, son yeah. of a bitch. Can so, I just get the controller? For those that don't know what Google Stadia is, Google came out and announced their own console in parentheses. I'm doing quotation marks there um, because it's going to be basically like a streaming service, right? right? So there'll be a controller. Um, you pay 129 bucks and you get a controller. You get a Google Ultra Chromecast, yep. which will let you play it on your TV. Right. Um, and then basically wherever you can pull up Google, no different than Google Play or anything like right. that on your phone, tablet, PC, whatever. Not on your phone. Oh, and yeah. that's the other thing that pisses me off because I have a Pixel. Are you really? I have a Pixel 2. Oh, it has to be it's on Pixel. Be Pixel. Yeah, that's right. It has, it has to be, to be on, on Google a Pixel, Pixel 3 yes, or newer. Okay. Well, that'll no. change. But I, yeah, when? Yeah. Well, I don't know. but They're specifically saying in a lot of their stuff, a lot of their readouts, that it's got to be a Pixel 3. So if it's not available on the Pixel 2, I'm kind of PO'd about that. Yep. So, but it's cheap. Uh, you're paying, well, you're paying 129 right. bucks for a controller. Or a 70 or 70. Yeah. What comes with the 71? Just the controller. Oh, just the controller. But that, oh, okay. you can, I don't think that's available at launch. I think if you want you want to play it in November, you have to spend 129 bucks now and you get the controller okay. and the Chromecast and, the and then Chromecast. you're available to play it. And you get three <clears throat> months of the service. And that three months of the service, you're obviously still buying your games, right? Right. But or then, I don't know. Yeah, or is that well, I'd you imagine, just get... I imagine you're not paying... Or you just get access to that library of games? I don't think so. I was thinking about that, and I, that cannot be how it works. Because then if that's the way it works... That's pretty sweet. That's a great deal, right? right. Like, oh, I'll pay 129 bucks, and I have to pay for like a game 20 again. games, yeah. Or you pay a monthly fee for right. a service. I don't know. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I just don't think that's how well, it works. Well, I was really psyched, because I'm like, I'll be in school again. So I'm like, sweet. I can get Death Stranding in November. Yeah. I can play it on my phone, you know, in between classes mm-hmm. or at school or whatever. At work on my lunch break. But now, one, Death Stranding isn't on their roster of games. Doom well, is. wouldn't be. Oh, that's a, a PlayStation exclusive. exclusive. Right. I wonder if Cyber, <laughs> Cyberpunk might be. That'd be cool. Yeah, Cyberpunk could be. I, I, that's, I don't know. I'm just, I'm maybe I'm too old school. I just. What do you, have you don't you have a Switch? Yeah. Have you ever played your Switch outside of your house? Not much, no. i take it to work you know so uh, there boom yeah but i don't have so again this maybe factors in i don't have my switches like my tablet right um i don't have a tablet when i took it to work i hooked it up to their tv you want a pixel i'll sell you one no i've got this cool phone that doesn't have a camera cover (laughs) that i just tore off because sprint sucks um but anyway i mean it's cool i don't hate it i hate, hate it or whatever but i I'm like way more excited to buy a new console. You know? Oh yeah, no, for <clears throat> sure. Everyone's everyone is like forcing this issue of streaming games, right? And that's and I get it. I get it. Like you can compare it exactly to the music industry. Nobody's going out and buying CDs and stuff. Right. Like, I get that. But um, my sole thing is want just to be able to play it wherever. Like right now, if I'm playing a game in the living room. And Angela wants to watch something else. Yeah. She doesn't want to sit there and watch me play video games for eight hours. It's like, what? Am I going to unhook my PlayStation and bring it into another right. room and continue playing? And I guess I don't have, you know, I, I don't have a problem with 
with the stat stadia or whatever i just you know why can't you i like going to the game store and getting the game yeah and why can't right. you do like a movie you know okay you bought the physical copy now well you can do remote right. play and stuff like that i guess but um and yeah right. with switch you can it's not a i guess the thing is it's not a huge pain in the ass for me right now to take my switch somewhere with the little tiny cartridges right um i don't it's not like I can play video games at my job, right? You know, so I can't. It's not like I'm hooking in. And to be honest, even if when if I buy Stadia in November, it's not like on my lunch break that I'm gonna probably whip out my controller, sit at my cube, and play some game. I'm, maybe I would, but is it is it worth it? For, is it worth for me to fork over that money so I can spend fifty? But you could do it there? anywhere. That's the thing. That's what I'm talking about. I can bring my Switch anywhere. But you could do it anywhere in your house. What? You could have that controller. You could play on your bedroom TV, your living room TV. You could play it on your computer. You could play it on your phone. I guess. That's that's what's appealing to me is I'm not tethered to my main TV. Don't you think all the new systems are going to have something like that, though? No. You don't think so? No. I highly doubt that. It's been how many years? Did Sony just did... collaborate with Microsoft on, on cloud functionality? Cloud functionality, yes, but they don't have the infrastructure to allow you to do that. I'll bet you that twenty bucks. That Dude, am I not going to see that twenty bucks until twenty twenty? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't hate again. I don't hate the Stadia. I just don't feel a huge. Well, I'm kind of right PO'd at Stadia right now, but I'll still probably get one. See how it goes. I, I mean, I'm excited if it. Hey, I hope it takes off, and I hope that that's the clear cut next evolution of gaming. You know, everyone loves this Google Stadia and. Because right now you can't you can't stream your PlayStation to any other TV, which sucks. They had that whole PlayStation TV box yeah. that went away. Yeah, it's like I, I want to be able to play my PlayStation in whatever room I want to play it in. I don't want to have to. Well, like, I can stream it to my monitor, my computer. I can do remote play on there. That's what I play Red Dead on when I stream. Right. But yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be cool if you had a tablet and you could play Death Stranding somewhere. Yeah, I get right. it. But again, for me, and this is just for me. Like if I was, yeah, we get it. You're an old timey nostalgia person. Who's, well, if I was, in New sit New- around the TV, yeah. kids. I'm about to play <laughs> Zelda. Yeah, we're gonna play this game, and we're gonna talk about its quibbles. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, that's what we got for today. Uh, E3 was a huge success, I think. Fallen Order. A lot of cool stuff. Uh, what is Fallen Order? Star Wars. Oh, duh. Yeah, that looks really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, looks like Tomb Raider or Uncharted yep. via Star Wars. I thought that looked really cool. Um, there was like uh, Annapurna Interactive is a company that I think they did um, the Edith Finch game. Yeah. Which is kind cool. of like a critical darling. Um, they had a trailer for a game called 12 Minutes. Did you see that? No. It's like a top down. It just is like it's like... If there was no roof on a house and you're looking directly down on this family, and it's like something about like a 12 minute loop where this couple is. Oh, yeah. I did hear about yeah, this. This yeah. couple is like fighting, and or she's like, they're eating dinner, and she pulls out a gift, and he's like, or she goes, I have something for you. And he goes, It's a baby, it's a little girl's dress. You're pregnant. I already know. She's like, How do you know? And he's like, I lived all, I've, this has happened to me already, you know, and just this weird 12 minute loop. It ends up with people getting murdered. It. Yeah, it's really cool. We'll throw it up on the on the pages. Um, but that was actually kind of like my favorite trailer. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like really cool. I think it's a really cool looking game. Um, 
I mean, okay, well, like Doom had a really cool trailer. Yeah. Halo had a sweet trailer. Zelda had a sweet trailer. Like, Stranding, Cyberpunk. Yeah, but that was like the most yeah. interesting thing that I didn't know. Right. About, I, know? I always like the little gems where you're right. like, man, that looks awesome. I want to play that. Yep. Uh, Gears 5 was announced, or not announced, yeah, but Gears. they showed a bunch of stuff. I just, yeah, if, you, yeah. if you're into Gears, I'm sure you're going to be stoked. Sorry if any Gears fans. Yep. Listen. No, we don't hate Gears. We just don't play it. So, yeah. Uh, Greg's never played Zelda. Don't I played Gears of War, though. Oh, you have? <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even Gears of War fans are like, what? You've never played Zelda? Have you played all the Metal Gears? Have you played any Metal Gears? Have I played any Metal yeah. Gears? The only Metal Gear that I haven't played, I think, is Snake Snake's Revenge. Oh, you've played all the other ones? I think so, yeah. Oh. I played. I know I played the MGS or the Nintendo, the first Nintendo one. Did you play all the ones on the PSP? Acid? I didn't play Acid. You got me Peace there. Walker? I did play Peace Walker. One and two? Not two. Uh, hmm. It's like you're acid. not a game fan. Oh, yeah. Acid okay. was pretty fun. <laughs> it did look cool. Yeah. I wanted to play Acid. Yeah, that looked really cool. I bet you that game, if you want to like, get a mint one, is probably like 200 bucks right now. Yeah, that was a fun game. Card strategy, right? Yeah. Yeah, that looked really cool. Um, and Peace Walker, when did, those, when did those take place? That was... In the 60s. That was the Late Metal Gear 3 or... boss, right? Metal Gear 3 Snake? Yeah, yeah, the big boss. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, tell us what you thought of E3. If you go see John Wick, uh, Aladdin, Dark Phoenix, Dark Aladdin, Phoenix. Godzilla, or fucking Keanu Love movies, what does it call? Always be my Always maybe. Be it's good. I guarantee you, if you watch I'm it, sure. you're like, this I'm is sure. good. Especially the Keanu stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you think of all that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks to David uh, for the theme song. You can catch us on GameFox.com. That's G-A-M-E-F-A-W-X.com. Well, you can't really catch us on there. You can more likely catch us on GameFox on Facebook. Um, GameFox.com is just, I'm too lazy to do anything with that right now. But one of these days, you're going to be able to catch us on GameFox.com. But for right now, just go to what the What a rigged endorsement for. No, it's going to be cool. It's just taking its time. Uh, all good things come to those who wait, right? Right. So, um, but check us out on Facebook. Uh, Ready Fight Podcast. Uh, uh, Ready Fight Podcast on Facebook, <laughs> Facebook and Twitter. Twitter. Uh, Ready Fight Podcast at Gmail if you would like to send us an email. Yes. That'd so, be cool. And just to clarify, the Ready Fight Podcast pages are where you'll find all these awesome podcasts. Tell your friends, share, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Yes. Uh, game Fox is more of like the dedicated video game side of things um, where we're hopefully we're going to set up tournaments and have some cool stuff coming in the coming months and maybe even a website. Ooh. So check that out and uh, share, like, subscribe. It, tell all your friends. Everybody. And uh, yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Goodbye.